live. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show called The Real Story Behind Her Business. And every week, I bring to you amazing female entrepreneurs who have stories that will make you drop out of your chair. <laughs> because that's always the case. Behind every business, there is always amazing stories that are probably not, you know, a straight line. <laughs> so today I'm going to introduce you to um, my friend in California and um, how she went from the world of comedy, show, theater, she'll tell you more, to a six-figure business on the way to the seven-figure business. What does it take? What type of stories you have to go through? And why you could do the same. Because the goal of that, you know, that show is really to help female entrepreneurs to share more about who they are uh, in their stories so that people who discover them online, and you know that people spend a lot of time online right now, when they hear you talking about your product and your services or your programs, if you sound like a regular program, people are going to scroll down. The big difference is going to be the way you introduce yourself. The little stories you're going to place here and there. It doesn't mean that you have to share your full life. It's not that. It's just to be like more, uh, more you and feel good about it. So Stacey's going to share with us a bunch of her stories and how she's building a business that she loves. Um, and now I need to introduce you. That's enough of me. Boom. Ready? Go. Add to stream. Here is. So, Stacy, let's start with the beginning. Are you really busy right now? <laughs> yeah, we were actually talking before the show, and I said, um, I'm trying to reframe busyness because um, I am technically, and I realized that telling myself I'm busy all the time was just creating more busyness. Um, so I did um, some thinking about it over uh, the holiday weekend last weekend. And I was like, you know what? What if I just decided I'm kicking ass right now instead of being busy? And it has the same, I still have the same amount of work. I'm still doing the same things. But this idea that I am a CEO of my business, that I am in control of my business and that it is doing big things right now, which is requiring a certain, a higher level from me. And I went and totally shifted everything. I spent more time with my family last weekend. I got my modules for my program recorded in half the time because I worked smarter. So yeah, I'm kind of busy and kicking ass right now. <laughs> well, let's say that we kick ass and that's it. We kick ass. Exactly. That's the way to do it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So good. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for sharing this. Because you know, who doesn't say at least twice a day, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, right? Mm -hmm. And it's an easy way, probably not easy because it's not easy to say that, but it's a, a thing that we kind of forget to pay attention to, right? And yeah, what do you mean sure. exactly? Yeah. I love it. So I'm gonna kick ass after that show. I'm gonna kick ass all night. I'm telling you. I'm yeah. gonna supper with my family. Okay. So, <laughs> Stacey, thank you for being here and sharing your story with us. Before we dive into the story, we need to know 
who you are as what's your business and who do you serve? Let us know that. All right. Well, I am an executive coach and promotion strategist for corporate leaders. I help them get promoted into higher level executive positions. And I'm on a mission to get a thousand managers promoted into leadership positions each year and single-handedly bring more diversity to the leadership table. So this is a big deal. But <laughs> how you say it, like, you know what you're doing, right? Oh, yeah. So who are your clients usually like in, in the real world, like that you don't put uh, label, labels on them? Like, who are they? Are they moms? Are they like, who are you helping? Yeah, they're they're under so this is like a label right but i it, i think it helps to understand that they don't look like the rest of the people in the room and i think this is like a really big differentiator so they they might be a woman they might be a man of color they might be a gay man they could be all all different kinds of things it could even just be the way they think the way they see things differently, right? And so they are a corporate leader that have, has rised the chain because they were really smart. They were really good at what they did and people noticed that and people recognized them for that. And then at some point they kind of just stayed in the same role for a little while, right? Like they're just like, they become like, oh my gosh, I've been a director for five years. <laughs> you know, what's next? And they, they can't figure out how to get out of it because they, they aren't like everybody else in the room. And so they want to be more themselves, but then they also work in a corporate structure. So it's this sort of like push and pull and tug of war. So yeah, some of them are moms and some of them are just like incredible corporate badasses that just want to do more at their companies and can't figure out how to get there. And you're their magic wand. Pong. Yeah, of course. Pong. They're making happen. Okay, yeah. I love yeah. it. So now let's, Dive into, thank you for sharing that. It's important that we know where we are now mm -hmm. because, you know, um, I want to know this, your story, like what type of magic wand you had to activate to get there. Oh, because so then we go back, 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 back in time before, you know, before you were where you are now, where were you? Uh, I was an actress <laughs> in New York City. I, well, so back, back, back in time, I um, always knew that I wanted to do theater. Actually, this is a great example of um, <laughs> when I was in eighth grade was the first show I ever did. And um, I received a standing ovation. It was called Happy Days, the musical. And it's just like, ah, and um, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I should totally do this for a living. I'm like in eighth grade. I should do this forever because it's my calling. And um this woman came up to me and she was like, you were so good. You were the only one that we could hear. And I was like, great. Okay. So I'm still going to do it, right? I'm still going to be an actress, but I'm going to figure out something more than just being heard. And I think that's like, that's the transition that I started to go through like in my thirties, right? Which was like, you know, I had no problem being big and bold and Oh my God. I was in three shows a week for like 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like right I, in New York City, like in, in the, I had a comedy theater in Times Square. It was really like, it was called Manhattan Comedy Collective. It was in Times Square and um, you could climb up to the roof and there were marquees on the roof. And then we would have like after theater parties up there. Oh my God. That was cool, yeah. right? Was it, yeah. Yeah, it was a, like, it was a dream life. Yeah, it was, it was, but it felt normal to me, right? It was a dream. 
here's where the dream comes in is that I, I moved to New York without having visited it. And so my dream was sort of like this storybook where I was like going to take a bus into, um, into the uh, Port Authority in New York City with a hard blue suitcase in my hands and get off and become an actress in New York City, right? That was like this like idea in my head that that's how it worked. And I decided to take a plane instead um, of taking the <laughs> bus. But I, um, I do remember that I flew in and um, there was fireworks in Times Square because sometimes they do that throughout the whole summer, like every weekend, they'll just do fireworks. And I remember seeing them and just being like, done, done. And I, I was 20, not, no, 28 when I moved to New York. So I hit the ground running. Like I wasn't playing around. Like I, that's, I had my comedy theater by like, you know, 29, <laughs> you know, like I was just like done. Like I'm just making stuff happen. So, wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So let's say you are on the stage. I don't know, did your epiphany around, you know, that, no, I'm gonna stop doing that. And did you went from that to your business or like, what was the moment that you, you needed to, to flip things? So here's like, the thing that, that's really weird is that I think that I love doing theater so much and I was so successful at it. And I can't say that I really made money at it. I was actually really successful at breaking even. So. I didn't spend a ton of money on it. Like I didn't, like some people would empty out their bank accounts. I never did that. I was really good at making enough money in ticket sales to not, but I never didn't have a job. And so um, I worked at a hedge fund in New York City, which was totally unconventional, which is also me, is like, let's just do it different. So instead of waiting tables, I decided that I wanted to work at this hedge fund so that I could make as much money as possible. I love it. <laughs> and God. so I, I loved working there. Like it was so incredible to be like an actress in New York and then be in an environment where there was no actors and um, all of these business professionals and like kind of seeing all their drama, right? Which is, this is what I'm coaching the people on. So now we're sort of transitioning into my inspiration, but it's like, I'm like, you guys, like you're getting in your own way. Like you're really powerful people who can't just walk into their bosses and, and office and like put themselves out there, you know? And so it was just like this weird thing that I would sort of see as an observer because I was like, well, I'm an actress, you know, this is just my day job. Um, and so I wasn't trying to climb the corporate ladder. I was watching everybody and kind of being very confused at the amount of power that they had, but not, or the amount of internal power that they had, but very little influence. Wow. Okay. So we are like, I can even just imagine you during the day and then you had to be ready by what time to go to your show? Like, was it like you had to, a show every night and then you were leaving the hedge fund and going to the stage? Oh yeah. It, it was amazing. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't trade that time for anything. So incredible. I loved New York city and it just, yeah, of course. Like, seven, you know, 7am. And then you, you get to get to the theater at five or six. I mean, sometimes I'd have it an eight o'clock and then a 10 or 11 o'clock because it's comedy. So you do like things at night. I love taking the subway late at night. <laughs> I just thought all of that stuff was incredible. I loved being out and in it in the environment. So what was the moment that you got to kind of uh, put your feet at the wall and had to make a choice? Yeah, well, so I felt like I think I didn't make a choice. I think I followed a guy out to California 
And I was like, I'm gonna be an actress out in California. Like I didn't like decide to give up acting. Um, I just said, I just was like, you know, I'm, it's kind of like always like that. I'm like, well, let's just try it. Well, let's just try it. Well, let's just try it. It'll be fine. And there was this part of me that kind of wanted to someday get married, someday have kids. And, you know, and so there was something about New York that sort of felt like a lot. And um, I was like, okay, I'm ready to move to California and kind of see how it goes. So that relationship ended in three months, which was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> Because if it had gone on, that would have been really bad. <laughs> I could have held on to that for a long time, but I didn't. And um, and so this okay, so now I'm in San Francisco and I see the bridge. Yeah, oh yes, the bridge. And you're also gonna see how my story unfolds even more. <laughs> this is so fun. Thank you for having me on here. Um, so then we break up and I'm like okay, well now what am I doing with my life? Cause now I have a choice, right? Like now I feel like it's like, okay, I have a choice to stay. I have a choice to do what's next. And I discovered meditation. I'm in San Francisco and I went to a meditation center and I never looked back. It changed like everything. Okay. Okay. Let's pause. What happened? So, I'm really, my whole life, you're, you're hearing this story, it's very busy, right? It's loud, right? It's yeah. loud. It's not in necessarily intentional. So it's, it's jumping off the cliffs right and left, right? And I loved it. And I just, it was the best thing ever. Totally, like I said, I would not change a thing. Meditation weekend number one, it was 250 bucks, three days, and we sat on a freaking cushion and I was pissed. I was like, I paid $250 and you're not even gonna teach us? You just want us to sit and look at our thoughts? And he looked at me and he, the, the teacher, cause we had this like little, and I was pacing, I was pacing. I was so anxious. I had so much energy inside that I would get up and leave the room. And like, so the teacher knew that it was off, right? Like, the, like okay, but they're so skilled, right? And just like we as coaches, like can hold space for people. Now I can hold that space for their craziness, right? He just held the space for me. And he was like, Oh, okay. Hmm. I was like, what? You're not even gonna tell me anything. And he's like, well, you're kind of acting like my teenage daughter. <laughs> And at this point, I'm like 35 or 36. <laughs> and I knew exactly what he meant. And it just slapped me in the face. And I stopped and I said, you're right. And I was like, I am running. I am running and I'm loud and I'm big. And that is my life. And that there's this beauty to all of that. And it's amazing. And it's time to stop. Like, it's just time to figure out where my place is in the world and the work that I want to do and to be more intentional about it. So that really kicked off the next phase. So I love it. So, oh my God, sometimes the, we meet people and they're like, it was meant to be there, that mentor. Like, mm, oh yeah, yeah, amazing. Last week with... We were with Karen and she mentioned that postcard that was the thing that switched everything. You is that person saying, oh, okay, I'm here. Take the time to land. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it gave you the space. It gave you the time. And you did discover that. Yeah. And, you know, and I've had those moments 
I'm very blessed like with my clients. Like one of my clients still points to this moment where she was running and running and running and like, I want to be an SVP. Why can't I be an SVP? And they don't listen to me and this and that. And I try and put myself out there, but they don't care. And, you know, but it's that same energy. Right. And I was like, you know, you're not acting like an SVP. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm just saying. And she was like, you're right. Like the same thing. And I saw it. And then it was so great because I was connecting with her and she told me, she was like, Stacy, that was the moment that changed everything. When you looked at me and you were like, you know, let's, let's start acting like an SVP here. And so, and then that also, yeah, I'm like, this is what I do. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. I have shivers. Okay. So I know you're not the coach for everybody, but here's maybe a lesson for all of us here. If there is a, a thing in our life that is going fast, fast, fast that we're trying to, and we say we're busy and maybe kind of, that's probably why you wondered that at the beginning, like I'm busy and you don't like that anymore because you recognize that. I can see it faster. I can see it faster that it doesn't help me. Right. And then it's also changeable. So what like, do you recommend? If someone is watching or watching the replay, and let us know in the comments, by the way, we want that sense of community. I have a very small community, uh, Stacey, but uh, uh, I hope someone is listening because this is gold. What do you think? <laughs> <I'm not>? sure. <laughs> oh are. my God. So, so tell I'll me. I'll tell you what, what I did last weekend. I'll tell yeah. you what my, yeah. so first yeah. of all, I have a coach and, and this, um, is, is a, a different coach than the coach that Angelique and I work with. But it's, you know, so I have a coach who's a life coach for coaches, right? So she'll coach us on like whatever. And, um, and so I said, something's off. Like I, I was like, I feel like I keep having this story of busyness, busyness, busyness. So she asked me a series of questions, but one of them that really shifted it was, you know, why did you make the decision to create this program, which is what's causing my busyness? And what would you do if you had all the clients that you wanted, like you didn't feel like that desperation to get more clients, right? Like if you had all the clients you were making seven figures, like you felt really content in your amount of income. So what would you do? And this is what was interesting is I thought before I saw that, that my solution was going to be to, which is like what my clients do, delegate right? It's like, my, I thought my solution was going to be to hire an assistant, right? Like to get rid of stuff, right? So you're too busy, get rid of stuff. In that moment, I said, I chose to create this program from my highest self. I did not choose to create this program because I was desperate. I didn't choose to, I chose this program because it was my next level of growth. And it was the next level of growth for my clients. Like they needed this container, this program, right? So I chose that. And I also was very clear about the amount of work. Like Eleanor, our coach, had like spelled it out. Like she gives it to us. It's like, it's going to take eight hours a week. Like that's what she said. And it's taken me 10, you know? It takes eight hours a week uh, in addition to your job, right? And so I, um, so I realized by realizing that I chose it as my highest self, then I asked myself, what would I do if I was making seven figures and I didn't have that desperation? It was I would go in the other room and freaking give my husband a hug and I would tell him, like, I love you. I've got to work for two hours and I'm going to come back and have dinner with you. Like, it's sort of that kind of thing. Like, it's like creating those boundaries and but but really owning that. And then I noticed I went back to my computer and I worked 
I worked faster. I didn't scroll. I didn't like do mindless stuff because I was like, no, I'm working so that I can get back to my family. And then I, I still did the same amount of work, but it did take less time and it was better. It was more creative. It was juicier. Like I was doing more focused, targeted, intentional work. Love so it. yeah, that's okay. my advice. Ask what, what would you do? Like if, if you were at the CEO, if you really were the CEO, if you were the seven figure business owner, that, that goal that you have, what would I do? And then bring it back to like, what are you doing? How can you shift your choices today? Love it. Oh, wow. This is a truth bomb. Right? <laughs> and I love the hug, going and give a hug. I love it. I love it. Yeah, because I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. So, okay. Let's go back to the retreat in San Francisco on that cushion. Right? <laughs> Let's sit again on that one. cushion. I have, I have one right over there. I was, I was, it's literally like, I should just show you. This is the cushion. <laughs> So, okay, so now you're fully aware, you feel it inside, like physically, what did you feel? Like, do you remember, like, was it physical? Well, yeah, I mean, physical in the sense that it was a lot of anxiety, like very anxious, right? So, you know, feeling very anxious and, um, and really kind of not knowing what to do with it, but yet willing to sit with it like literally sit with it, but also not to leave. And so I remember at the end of the retreat on Sunday, they passed a microphone around the room and they just asked everybody for a quick take takeaway. And I said, um, I'm still not sure. Like everybody's like, oh, it was amazing. We had such a spiritual opening. And I was like, eh, I'm not sure, but I think I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you had to debrief what happened. I, like, I don't know if this is good for me or not. Like, it's scary, right? You're like, you know, got all this stuff coming up. But um, the reflection that I had afterwards and the thing that I keep reminding myself, which is sort of this whole idea of busyness too, is um, that I am causing this, right? So the interesting thing that I learned was I was like, nothing's happening to me, yet I'm very angry at like the presenter like because i was like we paid for this and they're not even teaching us anything and so i thought now i know <laughs> oh they're teaching us um but um i thought like i'm like why am i angry at this person that i've never even met it's like all me right it's just completely me and so that also put me in control of everything from there on out right it's like you know i, I mean i, I waver <laughs> but um but that's also, that's the same process from last weekend. It's like, I was like, I don't think I have a choice because I think I have to work eight hours. That's the course. And I've, I've got people paid me and I have to create this, you know, but I do. So what's going on here, you know? And that's why I reached out for coaching. Thank you for, for getting us inside because yeah, like I like when you say you have to sit with it, mm -hmm. sit with it, not ignore it, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, then for out sure. for help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. from that from that place when you left the retreat, how did that event, that epiphany, kind of shaped um, the business woman you are right now, building a six seven figure business? Yeah. So I um, so some of your listeners may have heard of Marie Forleo, right? Like you know, yeah. it's pretty popular in. The, world. Yeah. So I lived in New York City and Marie is also in New Jersey, New York. 
So I, when I had this theater company, I was um, attending her workshops. Like these were really early on before B school. Wow. And um, it was called Rich Happy Hot. And I was like, dang, you know, that's me. And so I would attend all her workshops and I was still working at the hedge fund. I still had the theater company, but there was always this entrepreneurial thing, right? So I knew for a very long time that I wanted to start my own business, um, but I never kind of really did anything except for absorb information, which is good because I had, by the time I started my business, I had 10 years of absorbed information. I have lots of ideas, right? You know, and, um, and so um, the question was like, how did I use, how, yeah, ask me another question. Yeah, like that event at the, uh, at the retreat when you had that oh. like, whoa, how did it shape who you became? Like, yeah, because so then it was like, okay, so when I did start my business, I actually quit. So I transferred the hedge fund job to Palo Alto, California. So they actually transferred me to their Palo Alto office. So I was still working at the hedge fund. Besides Facebook? Yes. Yes. It's the wow. same neighborhood. Yeah. And wow. I did not own a house there. I was living in a little teeny tiny apartment. Um, and so I, um, so I transferred. So I was still working at the hedge fund, right? Yeah. And um, I quit the hedge fund and um, bought a one-way ticket to India. Okay, Stacy quit the hedge fund and she goes to India. Yes, we sure. I love it. And I remember I walked into my boss's office and I had been telling them for a while. It was just so you know, I'm looking. I, you know, and they were like, "Don't go." And I was just like, "Eh," you know. And um, but I wasn't quitting because I didn't have another job lined up and I was applying at different places and stuff, trying to figure it out. But um, I, I walked in there and they were like, I'm like, you know, this is my two weeks notice. And they were like, okay, so what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to India. And they were like, what? Like what? And I was like, yeah, I'm just, I bought a one-way ticket and I'm going to go for as long as I need to be there. And so I went to India for as long as I needed to be there. And I, um, uh, so, <laughs> so where am I? So, oh, and here, I, can I just share this? This is the part I wanted to share was that just, this is the beauty of it all. When I came back from India, they offered me my job back. And I said, no, of course they said no. But I just want to tell you people, all of the thing you're holding on to, like the fear, right? Like they offered me my job back, right? Like they, and at the time, like in hedge funds and finance, you definitely could not work remote right? Because, and now they all are, of course, but like, yeah. that was like a big thing in finance that you can't work remote. Like you have to be on the trade floor and like all this stuff. Right. So, um, they were just like, maybe you could come back and work remote. <laughs> like, I mean, it was like everything oh, I asked ready for. To do. <laughs> oh yeah. Everything that I had asked for before that they said no to now they were like welcoming it. And then, but then of course I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> so then I decided that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, right? And so I come back and I'm spiritually evolved. <laughs> I'm like found myself and, and, um, but I need to do it this very specific way. Like I'm going to enlighten people and I'm going to change their lives and teach them all about meditation and yoga. And I was a yoga teacher. I did a teacher training in India and I came back and, and was really like I, this profound change. And and what I did instead is I, I was on unemployment for a year and a half and I didn't coach anybody and I was very internally spiritually enlightened. So what I decided to do instead 
and this is where the intentionality came in is I was like, look, Stacey, I want to start a business. Um, this is not starting a business. Like this is just something, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Like I wasn't happy. I was just like, I don't know what this is. Um, and I decided that I wanted to be a coach, an executive coach and coach corporate managers because I had like really loved the hedge fund industry and I missed it at this point. Like I was like, these people are phenomenal. Like, Oh, the brilliant, brilliant. And I didn't even know how I could help them at the time, but I was just like, I got to do something like imagine bringing yoga and spirituality into their life, right? Like it was just like, I just like, there's so much that richness that has to happen there, but it wasn't happening. So I actually decided to work for a, a couple of coaches. So I created a website as a business manager, an online business manager. So I have 10 years. Oh my God, you were in, in, in social media marketing, digital marketing. Oh my God, I love it. Like you I was basically everything. like, I'm really good at this because I know how to, you know, like I've been promoting shows, I've been on social media my, my whole career and like I've been doing all this stuff. And so I only worked for coaches and I told, I worked for these two women in particular, and I told them out of the gate, I want your job someday. And this is what I tell my clients all the time. Like, if you can walk into your boss's office and say, I want your job someday, it sounds weird, but it oh, instantly, it. it's such a beautiful thing to say. Yeah. It's very empowering for you. They like it. They become, suddenly instantly become your mentor. They want to help you. And they did. They helped me. And um and so I was able to feel confident at the point where I started my business because we transitioned at some point with these coaches, I transitioned to working for them as a coach. I got my certification, you know, but it was this idea of intentionality, right? It was like, okay, so I'm not starting like this, like dreaming and stuff wasn't working for me and feeling it. <laughs> and what can I do to just start? And I was like, be around coaches, like be around wow people who are doing it and help them and learn about their business from the back end and like, why are, how is it working for them? And that got me out off the couch into the real world. And, um, the rest was history. It was just like, bam, bam, bam. Like once I started coaching for them it became very clear of how I wanted to run my business and just like everything. Yeah. So what, what were the things that were clear to you? Like based on what you learned from them, how you wanted to apply it to you and your life? Like what was oh, clear? Like, me and my life or me and my business like um, well both like you yeah. were in their world and you were like okay oh, i'm gonna do oh, this like that oh. but not that <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. a couple of things is that so they were both bay area coaches and they only did in-person coaching and so if you look at like executive coaching and maybe people who are, are a little bit um, more seasoned like 10 years older or even 10 years more experienced than me it's very much the executive coaching world is this in-person world um, and um, you get hired by the company and then you go to the yeah. company and then you coach so I was doing some of this and I was like you know it just it lacks something so one lifestyle was like no I like the virtual right like get me on the phone get me on the internet I'm all good right like I don't have hiccups with technical stuff like I'm I mean hiccups fine but like you know I'm yeah. not like perfect but like I'm not scared of it right so yeah. I didn't have that fear that I couldn't do this online so I wanted to do it online and I wanted to do it direct can you hear me okay oh yeah yeah, yeah. it was like a, a weird change in the sound oh no I'm here I'm, I'm listening okay. so um I decided that 
that I wanted to help the individual more than I wanted to help the company. Right. Yeah. And so I decided that through social media marketing that I was going to go directly to the clients and not to their organizations. And so it was like night and day from both of these women. I mean, their whole business model was based on selling a package to a company yeah. and in-person coaching and no, no storytelling, no social media marketing. Like one of my favorite things was, is that I would always say, you need testimonials. You need your clients to share. They're like corporate people don't do that. Right. Uh, uh, uh. You know? And I'm like, uh, they do, you know, like, you know, right. Yeah. And so my clients certainly do. And they love it because they're, that is part of their persona though. Right. It's part of their yeah. leadership style that they want to Yes, yeah. their brand, and that's what I help them do, right? Oh it's my fun. god, that must be fun to work with you. Oh my god, oh, you're so, so much fun. fun! Oh my god, it's so <laughs> I fun! Love it. Yeah, so like, fun. yeah, like I call them on their stuff. You're not acting like an SVP, and then I also am like, oh, look at, let's imagine, let's figure out what's really possible for you. Wow, okay, 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 love it. So it's just amazing how you followed everything, like, you follow the floor, but at the same time, you kind of, I don't know, it's, you're very intuitive, you're very close to your intu from your oh, intuition, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I love how in business, it's always go back to spiritual stuff or vibe, not vibe, but like internal things. How does that, how does that make sense? You know, like when, before I was in the business world, I thought you, you had to just make money right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You know, you have to be connected to something else first, right? Outside right. Of and so, you know, I think that when you think about influence and the influence that you can have, like at your organization or at, with your business, you're actually influencing behavior, technically is all intuition, right? It's intuition. It's reading the room. It's, you know, literally like a, any conversation that you're having, it's like a gut reaction. It's like a feeling that you have with this other human being, right? Yeah. But the part that I was missing was the intentionality behind it. Like, what am I actually trying to solve? And that's where the influencing behavior comes in. So um, for instance, when I was spending that a year and a half, um, on my couch, I really just wanted people to feel better. Like I was like, I can help you feel better. Like let's meditate and like, let's feel better. Right. And it did, it doesn't like, it's not only doesn't sell, but there's something off about it. Right. So it's like, well, but I don't know what you're going to do for me. And honestly, I didn't know either. Right. So it's like clarity for me. So when I shifted into, I help um, people get promoted, right? Like that's actually what I'm doing is like, there's this outcome, this intentional thing, right? We're going to get you promoted. Along the way, they're finding themselves. Yeah. They're figuring out like where their blocks are. They're, they're understanding, they're, they're slowing down. <laughs> they are meditating. Like it's like this whole freedom thing that happens for them. That's completely spiritual. That's very internal, right? But it's because when we reach for our higher self, when we reach for that seven-figure business, when we reach for that C-suite position, it brings up our crap, right? It makes us look at it and say, do I really want this? And what would I need to change? And a lot of times it's like, I just need to step up my game. Like, I just need to, I just need to believe in my own power that is already there. Yeah. Very spiritual. And yeah. also... <laughs> business so, and everything makes sense like, yeah your full journey makes sense mm -hmm. yeah i love it this is magical so now 
people who want to learn more about you and keep following your personality, your vibes, and maybe work with you, uh, where do you send them first? Yeah, so always come in through my podcast, Maximize yeah. Your Career with Stacey Mayer. Um, I coach corporate leaders to get promoted. So the focus of the podcast is usually about that. So definitely, if you're not a corporate leader, spread the word, share it with your other friends. Um, so that's the best way to find me is to get started yeah. with the podcast and see if it vibes. Is there a question that I didn't ask that I should have? Ooh. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking about this. I, I, this is so random. I don't even know where this could play in. But I moved to New York. I said, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to wait. And I started a show called Stacy and Who. And I didn't know anybody in New York, but I was a pretty good improviser at that point because I had studied in Chicago and I had had a lot of experience improvising. And improv in and of itself is this amazing art form where you just sort of do it, but you also study it and you practice it. It has a lot of intentionality behind it, but it looks to the audience like it's effortless. Sort of like authenticity, right? It looks very effortless. <laughs> Storytelling, right? You look at it, you look at this conversation, you think we're just like doing it and it's practice, right? It's practice. There's so much practice to telling a story, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. Exactly. <laughs> and so um, so I was in New York, Stacy and Who, and I decided to invite a different person on stage every week. That was what I was gonna do because I didn't know anybody. And I just I invited all these famous people to be on my show and they all said yes. People from SNL, Saturday Night Live, people from like big theaters, teachers, like amazing improv teachers were on my show. Everybody was on my show. My friends were on my show, like everybody, even non-improvisers were on my show. And um, it was an hour long, just the two of us on stage. And the reason I'm sharing this is because it was some of the best work I've ever done in my life. Because if you surround yourself with very powerful people, you re remind yourself that you already are, right? And so that's the, that's the only part where we fall off is we forget our own power and we forget what we have. We don't have to go make it up. We don't have to learn something new. We don't have to create something. All we really have to do to the process is remember our power. And so for me in that moment, it happened through being around powerful people. Right. Like when I was around them, I was like, I better step it up. But I also um, I got it, you know, yes. and I was bringing it. And I was like, talk about confidence. You were kicking ass. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like my clients are very successful. They're amazing. <laughs> and like, I'm right there with them and they're, you know, they're right there with me. Like we're just doing it. We're doing our yes. powerful thing. Oh my God, Stacey, you're on fire. You put me on fire and yeah, <laughs> surrounding yourself with amazing people. It's like you and I, like yeah. each time we meet, we're like, ah! I know, I know, I know. It's great. <laughs> it's so, so good. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Okay. So for someone who is on the fence of sharing their stories to sell their programs or products, um, mm -hmm. what would you say? Ooh. So I would, okay, so, okay, can I just say, oh. say it. <laughs> we're still on for four minutes, right? Yeah. Okay, so 
you know, I can only speak from personal experience. Like it's easy to say, like, just do it, right? Just share your story. But what was happening for me was like, I was kind of, I'm going back to that year and a half. I was just sharing my story, right? Like I talked a lot. Like I was talking about India. I put a picture of this. I put a picture of that. I had literally no reason to share my story. I just was getting lots of likes and lots of followers, none of which are in my business either right now. They just still really like me and they make me feel good, but they're not making me money, right? And so, okay, so fast forward to I went the opposite. So I'm gonna coach corporate leaders. So I actually rented a fancy office space. I dressed different, I was <laughs> different, and I was very important, right? And so- You're such an actress, you're so good. Yeah, because I can, be, I can be that, right? So then, and this is like, this is really fresh, right? Like this is really like, I'd say in the last six months, and you've seen me online on social media, and I am becoming more of myself again. And so what I would suggest is there's a combination of just do it, right? Just share your story. And then there's this combination of like, okay, what does your audience need to see? And try that, right? Like try, you know, try the awkward goofiness, right? If you want, right? Like try it, just try things. But at the end of the day, just know that when you figure it out, it's going to be this beautiful combination of yourself and your brand and like what you're selling. And, you know, it's this, it's this beautiful combination of this basically powerhouse woman, you know? And, um, so that's, it's kind of weird advice, right? No, <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. Right. See, here's the other thing. If I would have started my business trying to be too authentic, I didn't understand my product yet. Right. And so like, I didn't know that I was selling this promotion. I didn't know. Right. Like I would have really been like the yoga teacher that kind of really didn't know what she was talking about. Not that yoga, a lot of yoga teachers know what they're talking no, about. No, I know what I you mean. Yoga teacher who didn't, you know, I was just like, I like yoga. Right. So there was this process where I had to go a little too far and I did, I went too far, but that actually made me money, which was nice. And then Money's I went yeah, I made money. So then I had a business. And then I was like, Oh, now let's bring Stacy back in. And so you know, it's a little bit of a process that way. But you get, you get really stuck in the authenticity that can really paralyze you. I want to be so authentic. I just want to yeah. share my share me and my true self all the time. And, yeah. and then you just kind of kind of look at the bank account and say, but is this bringing, <laughs> you, know, and then you, can, you know, come back. But now I know if I don't share my story, people don't sign up. Like, oh, um, wow. Like the power, the, the fake person got me to six figures. It doesn't get you to seven. Oh, wow. That's a nice clip. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Stacy, it's amazing. Thank you so much. Okay. Let's wrap up. So uh, let's, um, the podcast is maximize. I just don't want to butcher the title. Maximize your career with Stacy Meyer. 
podcast and uh it's on itunes and everywhere else you can find podcasts right it's every week yeah. and uh thank you so much and if you have questions uh, let me know if you can't find the podcast let me know or reach out to stacy directly we'll guide you and thank you so much uh for sharing your story in details and thank and you. it's just um, so inspiring so inspiring thank you so, so much fun. okay thank you. ciao ciao <laughs> bye bye ciao.